change, otherwise known as transformation. We tend to resist it. I tend to resist it, and I seem to have passed that trait along. When Erin was in kindergarten, it might have even been preschool when she was four. She was either four or five, and she got a report card that said, Erin is a bright and productive child who loves to learn. She seems to have a little trouble with transitions. <laughs> when it's time to color, I don't want to go outside. When I'm outside, I don't want to come back in. Anybody ever feel like that? Things are okay just as they are. Don't make me do anything else. And what I have learned in my life, darn it, is that I never grow in total safety. When everything feels exactly perfect, I'm not challenged in any way, nobody's bothering me, the whole world is going just my way. In that split second, <laughs> that is not when I grow. I grow when things get uncomfortable. I grow when I'm ready to stop telling myself the lie that I'm okay just as I am. Now there's a truth behind that okay just as I am. Of course we are. We are created by a loving God. We are that loving God in expression in the world. And yet in these human expressions, there is constant growth if we allow it. And what I really believe, this is not only a biological truth, but it is a spiritual truth, that we, there's no such thing as stasis. You never get to stay the same. You're either growing or you're declining. So when you think maybe I don't want to grow right now, and I do have that thought every now and then, I don't want to grow right now. Um, I can look at it and say, but do I want to decline? Do I want to lose ground? And I don't, I don't. And change hurts, and that's why we're afraid of it. We don't wanna feel pain. We don't wanna feel pain. We wanna avoid it, we wanna be comfortable. And sometimes I think when pain comes, it is an opportunity for us to just love ourselves through it. When we have lost a person in our lives, through death or divorce or any other kind of loss, estrangement, geography, we grieve. We grieve. And it doesn't help our grief to pretend we're not grieving and to put it off. Those are the times when we love ourselves through that grief. We love ourselves through it. It hurts. And we say, yes, this hurts. And we feel it. We allow ourselves to feel it, and we don't give up on ourselves. We give ourselves love and compassion all the way through it. But a lot of times when we're in pain, it's not because of that kind of loss. It's because we can feel ourselves bursting out of our skin. And we know that if we burst into a new skin, if we go into a cocoon and come out completely different, how will our world change? What about our friends? 
How will our families treat us if we're suddenly a completely different person or even if we're over time a completely different person? How will that affect my life? Will I have to move? Will I have to get new friends? Will I lose my closest relationships? Those are the kinds of fears we have, which is why as humans, we tend to hold on to things that do not serve us anymore. It's clear that what I'm doing right now doesn't serve me, but I'm so afraid of changing that I'd rather live with the devil I do know than risk the devil I don't, right? And the devil is, it's all in here, y'all. <laughs> there is one or there's not one, according to your beliefs according to your beliefs, but we know that there is that which nudges us. And I like to think of it not as the devil, but as our better angel going, honey, I know you're comfortable, but you can do better. Come on, come on. <laughs> this is what mine has to do. So I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because even saying that we want something different can feel like a betrayal of what we have. Does that mean we're not grateful? It doesn't have to mean we're not grateful. And here's the thing. You don't have to go around changing the world and your circumstances and yourself. Nature will take care of that. <laughs> so we have to learn how to accept and flow with and work with the changes that are happening anyway. That's a lot of what life is. The change is happening. You know, you have a kid your life changes completely. The kid moves out, your life changes completely. The kid moves back in, your life changes completely. Right? All of any, any kind of move in life, a good one or one that we consider not so good, they all cause things to change. And our bodies just keep doing different things. They're aging. The scales may say a different thing. Our skin may look really different to us. Our shape may have really changed. We may not be as strong. Just this week, I noticed that while I used to be able to sit at my computer and work perfectly fine, whether I was wearing my contacts or my glasses, what I've found is if I'm wearing my contacts, I have to put on some readers and lean closer to it. And if I'm wearing my glasses, I have to go like this to see through the bifocals on the bottom. And I was just noticing, Mom, my, my neck hurts so bad. What's wrong with my neck? And then I thought, oh, it's not my neck, it's my eyes. <laughs> it's my eyes. It just keeps changing. You might as well go with it. I'm going to go get some, I don't know, some in-between glasses. I have an appointment with my optometrist next week. Because, oh, it suddenly occurred to me I can't see. Bob can't hear. He says he can, but he can't. Actually, he hears a lot, but sometimes I'm just like, he's like, why didn't you say it? I did say it for years. I thought it's just selective hearing, but now I think maybe the hearing's going a little bit, maybe. So as our bodies change, our ideas of ourselves might change. Our ideas we, um, there was a time in my life, because I was so precocious, that no matter where I was or what I was doing, what band I was singing with, what classroom I was teaching in, what whatever, I was always the youngest adult in every room. <laughs> that ain't true no more. 
Hardly ever. Hardly ever. Um, I tend to think of myself as way energetic and never running out of energy. I am learning that that is not true or that I pay a price for it if I continue to act as if I will have plenty of energy because at some point I crash. We may think of ourselves as someone who would do anything to make other people happy. And maybe we have been doing that. And maybe at some point we go, wow, maybe my not killing myself is more important than me making someone else happy when I don't really have that power anyway. Only they have the power to make themselves happy. Our ideas and then others' ideas of us. Ooh, like Bob's sitting over there going, she thinks I can't hear. I'm looking out at y'all going, they know I can't see. <laughs> Others' opinions of us. What if I stop doing all of the things I do to please people? Will they not love me anymore? And this is really hard. It's really scary. But here's the thing. If they only loved you because you did pleasing things for them, that was not love. That was not love. And if something that I do for my own growth makes the people around me uncomfortable, that is theirs to deal with. I got enough on my plate just taking care of me. So in our relationships, and I think this is probably the scariest thing, we don't want our relationships to change, at least the ones that feel good right now. We don't want those to change. Um, there, you know, there is a, a quote in the Bible that says, be not unequally yoked. And that is, a, it's a term for yoking the oxen, but it means you don't put a great big oxen with a lot of strength and yoke them in the same yoke with a little tiny oxen who's not strong because the little one will hold the big one back and the big one will wear the little one out. You can't do it. And so in relationship, are you always the one that's giving? And the other person always the one that's taking? Are you always the one that's pulling? And the other person always the one that's sitting like a rock? Um, it may be time to look at that. It may be time to look at that. And I'm not talking about tendencies. Well, I've told you before, I'm the rock, Bob's the balloon. This is my husband, Bob, for those of you who don't know. He is, when he wakes up in the morning, he goes all over the house. Well, he feeds the cat, takes the dog out, and has nice long conversations with the dogs. And I get out of bed like this. Don't talk to me. I say that to the dogs. Your time will come. It is not right now. <laughs> so he tends to pull. I tend to stay put. But at times, he needs to be pulled. And I can do that. And at times, he needs to stay put. And he can do that. He can ground me. I can ground him. That is a relationship of giving and taking. But when relationship is out of balance or when you feel like you are bending, literally bending over backward to make someone else comfortable, that is a time to look at relationships. We outgrow our friends. We do. Sometimes, I believe always that people come into our lives for a reason. 
But that doesn't mean it's a permanent reason. It may be that our part in the play was for one scene, and that scene is now over. Nobody's fault. Nobody did anything wrong. Now you're going on to your next job. I'm going on to act three or whatever, right? So we tend to think of people going out of our lives as a big loss, and I don't believe it is always. I believe sometimes people's place in our life, it's just expired, and that's okay. We drift away. We outgrow, or we are outgrown, or we're outweirded, you know? Some of my friends get too woo-woo, and I'm like, okay, I can't follow you there. We can still have coffee, but I can't follow you all the way there. And that's okay. And if they love me anyway, great. And if they don't, their time in my life is over, and it's okay. Parents, we can begin to leave the patterns that we have with people without having to leave or cut off the people. I hope some of you have found that to be true. It is difficult to move away from your parents, but as Bronwyn brought up to me, my friend PJ said last week, some people are easier to love from a, from a distance. <laughs> You can love people from afar, and that's okay, and that's okay. And you can break a pattern with someone without breaking off your relationship with them. Yes, the relationship will change. They may or may not be okay with that. They may choose to break off, but you don't have to break it off. Just like, I'm not doing it this way anymore. I'm doing it this other way. We start having boundaries. People react how they react. Change. Letting go of what doesn't serve. And that can be children, you know, leaving the patterns of sheltering or enabling behavior and just loving them. Partners, leaving the patterns that do not work for us behind. And I believe, and my, fr my friend Christiana with and I think I read this to you not too long ago, has this beautiful, I call it a treatise called The Gift of Goodbye. He calls it the 10th spiritual gift. The gift of goodbye means if it's not here for me, then I let it go. And if it is here for me, whether it's a relationship, a job, a day, a weather, if it is here for me, then it is for my good. What if you could know that about everything in your life? It may not feel good, but it's for my good. It's for my good. There is no private good. If it's good for you, it's good for them too. Whether they choose to act on that goodness and go with it is their decision. You can't make somebody, you can't convince somebody, but this is really going to be good for you too. I'm leaving you because I can't stand you anymore. But look how this is going to open up your life. You know, it's not our responsibility. We don't do that. We say, I love you and I'm leaving because it's what I need to do. And then they will either realize or not that that presents them with new opportunity to be with someone who hasn't outgrown them or who can stand the sight of them, whatever that means, whatever that means. Changes happen in geography. We leave our big grand homes with plenty of room for the grandchildren and we move into a small apartment because our health and lifestyle demand it. That's hard. That's a hard one. 
I wish I couldn't remember all the names my parents called me when I moved them to assisted living. I wish I couldn't remember, but I don't hold it against them. Um, it was a huge change for them, and they did not want it. But they didn't have any choice. So um, here's the thing. What hurts? What in your life hurts? Do you hurt when you're with a particular person? Do you hurt at a particular time of year? Do you hurt at uh, holidays with your family? Do you hurt every time you go into your job? Do you hurt when you walk out of your front door and go, why am I still living here? It doesn't give me joy. Look at the places in your life where you do not have joy and then ask the question, what is in my life? What am I doing? What am I working with that no longer serves me? That no longer serves me. And then become willing. Become willing to say, you know what? If I have to let go of that, I am willing to let go of that. Here is a prayer I'm going to give to you, free, no charge. I've used it for years and for many, many things. God, when it's time to leave, make me aware and make me willing. Because sometimes the awareness comes and it's just like, nope, 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 nope. I don't even want to know that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. Sometimes we get the willingness and we're not even really sure quite yet what it is or why. But awareness and willingness make me willing. Let me know and make me willing. Let me know and make me willing. If this friendship is over, let me know and make me willing to leave it. If this job is not mine, let me know and make me willing to leave it. Because there is no private good. What is not good for you is also holding someone else back. Because guess what, y'all? We are one. We are one. We are one. Everything we do to grow ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to have compassion for ourselves, to dare to want the best for ourselves brings everybody else up too. Brings everybody else up too. So what hurts? What needs changing? You know, if your scale says more than it used to, that might mean that you need to lose weight, or it might mean that you need to buy bigger clothes. <laughs> Only you know that. Only you know that, because if the not buying bigger clothes, no matter what, and beating yourself up and, and being down on yourself because you're not the shape you were 10, 20 years ago, or even last week maybe, then is it worth it? Anything that does not facilitate your being kind to yourself, and I mean truly kind, not just nice, Truly kind, what is the kind thing to do? Sometimes it's both. I need to use a little, lose a little weight, but I also am going to buy a bigger pair of jeans because I don't like feeling like this. Whatever. I mean, these are just examples of life. Um, or is it time for you to start loving yourself exactly as you are? Exactly as you are. Lose weight, don't lose weight. 
bigger jeans, smaller jeans. I'm okay. My goodness, my existence as a person has nothing to do with what the scale says when my body steps on it. What about that? What about that? I'm just using that as an example, not that it ever is something that's an issue in my life, but <laughs> I've heard that it might be for some of you. You know, your issue may be different from my issue, and I'm sure we've got more than enough issues to spare. So what we do is we begin to hold everything loosely. We begin to hold the things that we love the most a little more loosely, right? Because if it's yours, it won't go anywhere. And if it's not yours, you'll make it easier for both of you for it to go away if it no longer serves the relationship, the job, the home, the whatever, if it no longer serves. And that is a very Buddhist concept, non-attachment, let go. Jesus said it a different way. Jesus said, don't store up your treasures on earth. All this stuff that you can look around and see, that ain't the real stuff. Store your treasure in heaven. Store your treasure here in spirit, in love, in truth. Because if spirit and love and truth are your treasures, then it doesn't really matter how things play out down here on this earth. Right? If truth and love and spirit are the only things you hold to, then you will never lose them. No matter what else you lose. So, if you are doubting your way of being, if you are, if you feel like you've been playing small and it's time to step out and be a bigger you, if you've been taking on so much responsibility so that you can feel large, it may be time for you to let go of some of that and go, I am perfect as I am. I don't need to run around and make everybody around me happy. What size is your life and what size are you? These are the questions we ask ourselves. And then we begin to hold things loosely and say, God, I don't know if it's time to let this go or not, but if it is, make me aware and help me be willing. Make me aware and help me be willing to let go of the things that do not serve me so that I am free to be served by all of the good that is already there for me. You can actually live this way, y'all. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs>